Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Hugel, your show host, and I'm so glad you're here today. I'm hoping that our special guest uh, will give us a call here momentarily. He's probably out in the field uh, doing something really fun and interesting. I uh, went ahead and I sent him an email to give a call, and I hope he does. Uh, we've got Veggie Vendor that we're going to learn some information about what he does uh, that's really kind of cool. Uh, he's all over the United States, and we want to find out what they do, how you can get it set up in your place, uh, your city or town. Uh, it should be a really neat interview. I'm very excited. So uh, we're going to see when he can go ahead and give us a call. Uh, sometimes when we do these time zone things, uh, they get it either early for an hour or later for an hour. So so we'll see what happens here. But um, uh, anyway, we want to go ahead and remind you about the uh, Community Garden, the American Community Gardening Association uh, 38th Annual um, Conference that they're going to be having. And I was uh, in communication with two of the people from uh, that group, and they're just very excited about what they're doing this year. And I think that they should be because of the great information that they're going to be displaying uh, this year. And uh, someone else I talked to on the East Coast, uh, they were telling me that they uh, were aware of one of the uh, speakers when they started looking through the list and uh, were very excited about him uh, being there. Uh, So uh, evidently there's a lot of uh, buzz going around, a lot of uh, uh, great comments. Uh, We've uh, sent a, a TV group uh, over there uh, that did an interview with me uh, last week on the uh, Biostimulant uh, TV channel, and it's uh, a symbiotic ag product uh, that we're very excited about uh, in trying to push them as much as we can. They are an organic fertilizer company, and um, they uh, do great things with organics, and uh, we're just so excited that it's another option for folks. And they're so uh, well-respected in just the early stages of their company. They've already had one large corporation do a bid uh, to purchase them. So we're very excited about the prospect of them helping out community gardens, uh, small farms, urban farms, as they also help out the farmers. So uh, it's very exciting times right now in uh, the agriculture industry. I've told you that before. I believe with the food industry period, it's exciting uh, when we can finally get on a veggie vendor. And a lot of these people, you know, when I do interviews, this is the heaviest time of the year when it's uh, late April, May, June. Uh, and then it picks up again, uh, you know, late July, August, September. Those are the heaviest months for most of our community gardeners. And some of them now last up until November. Uh, They get those hoop houses and set them up somewhere or over their current uh, locations. And then uh, still do a growing season. It's almost like a third wave of the the big harvest season. So um, uh, this particular gentleman, uh, they are always dealing with produce and uh, trying to collect as much product as they can for their people in different varieties. So um, we've seen that in other parts of the nation, and uh, the more that people talk about fresh foods, the more that people rely on our own people to start growing even more fresh foods, I think you're going to find out uh, that the the need is so important uh, here in America uh, to be able to sustain ourselves. 
Uh, I believe I've got Veggie Vendor here on the line now. Would this be Sam? Sam, can you hear me? Hi, Sam, can you hear me? Hi, Sam, how are you? (laughs) We're doing all right. We're glad to have you aboard. Uh, This is uh, Sam Lilly, who is the founder of Veggie Vendor, folks, and we're so glad that he's in the house today. And, Sam, I must tell you, it's exciting times uh, for agriculture. That's why I continue to tell people it's just very exciting times. And uh, let's go ahead and start out how you started out or why you even started at VegVendor. I read your, um, uh, your information on your, you know, your, um, oh, your content part you know, on your website. And it strikes me that a lot of Americans go through this. So when you tell us how you got started or why you got started, it's going to touch a lot of nerves out there. So go ahead and tell us how you started VegVendor what it is, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So Veggie Vendor is a peer-to-peer marketplace for homegrown produce. It allows backyard gardeners and community gardens that have an abundance of food to be able to sell it to fellow community members looking to buy local produce. So it gets rid of the excess and distributes it throughout the community, and it's free to sign up and free to sell the produce. Uh, I got the idea at a young professionals meeting in Port Townsend, Washington. We were talking about the pros and cons of the town, and people said that the cost of living was really high. They have to work two to three jobs to make a living. Oh, my. And they don't have time. Yeah. And they don't have time to go to the farmer's market, which is only two days a week, between, I think for only four hours out of that day, because they're working two to three jobs. Right. So they end up having to go to Safeway or some large grocery store to buy their produce because it's easily accessible, but the quality is low. Mm-hmm. But it's a reasonable price. It's fairly low. So I'm sitting around this table, and we're talking about <laughs> these problems, and I said, so you're telling me that if there was a service that provided you fresh, local, organic produce, all the time uh, that was fairly reasonable and you knew where you were getting it from, you would use the service? And every single person at that meeting said yes. And I said, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> you said, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I had some free time on my hand. And said, uh, yeah, I could find Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So was that so your first uh, area then? Yes, Port Townsend, Washington, yeah. Wow. Wow. And I didn't realize that the cost of living was so high there. That's very interesting. See, the, we've got people that live in Florida, and a lot of our people here in the Midwest, that's where they like to uh, retire. And uh, it's getting so expensive down there to live. Right. So, exactly. So that doesn't cost surprise me, but, time. wow, Washington's that way. Wow. <laughs> So how is it that you got started there? I mean, how did you get in the door and try it out? I'm sure that you had to do some uh, learning curve situations there or whatever, but uh, how was uh, the uh, people that grew the produce, how excited were they to be able to have a place to go to uh, to sell their products? And and sometimes that's the hardest part uh, in cities and towns. The food hubs try to help out with that, but some of them are limited by where they're located. So how did you get past all that and navigate all that? Right, so I left the meeting and just knocked on a door that had an apple tree. 
<laughs> and I asked them if they ever thought about selling their apples because they were all over the ground. And they said no. Oh, that's funny. And I funny. said, well, yeah. if I can find someone that would buy your apples, would you be interested? They said, uh, sure. I said, all right, I'll be back. <laughs> and I spent the next three months knocking on doors and finding buyers. And within the three months, uh, I hand-delivered over 300 pounds of backyard produce between wow. community members. Took that, mm. that excess, that abundance that would have gone to waste, and it went out to the community and fed families. It was just, mm. it was incredible. And I was, I remember, <laughs> I remember one time knocking on a door and these kids answered that were about eight years old. And oh, they cute. opened the door and I'll never forget it. They screamed, yay, vegetables. And I thought, <laughs> wait a minute. That, I must have had the wrong door. This, something's not That's right That's not here. normal, is it? <laughs> But the, the, their mother was saying that the the taste and the quality was so good that they hmm. wanted it again and again because it didn't taste oh, like how that wonderful. stuff you get at the supermarket. It actually tasted like a strawberry instead of just looking like one. Yeah, Isn't and, that, and we that is awesome. Make, it was incredible. And we were able to make or have the – the home gardeners that had this excess uh, produce were able to make a little bit of side income that would help mm-hmm. pay or subsidize their garden or the water bill, you know, the fertilizer. Um, oh, yeah, the, supplement know, the, people when they're in between jobs. Exactly. Just from the small amounts of, of, of land that they had that they could grow in. Most of our gardeners either plant directly into their ground in their backyard or they have three mm-hmm. or four raised beds. Mm. Isn't that, that is just awesome because I know that uh, we were talking to someone last week, uh, the feeds that seed folks uh, from Arkansas, uh, Lafayette, Arkansas, and uh, they were saying that they were filling in kind of where a grocery store had uh, closed and uh, they used the parking lot. Uh, to be able to set up their farmer's market thing that was all fresh you know, produce. And they said, believe it or not, there was a line. There was a line, yeah. and it still has line every time they go there. So that's the need that's out there. My question is, is that if everyone knows this need, and I hear this, you know, any state that we talk to, why isn't um, – you know, I mean, I know we have a new ag secretary in, and they're doing a task force to find out what they can do to uh, be more sustainable in foods and how to uh, export more or sell more, that kind of thing. Wonder why people are not getting it yet that, hey, you know, there's something to this. You know, because your response is just awesome. Uh, their response is trying to fill in the food desert area. I wonder what the, what, what's the key that we're not churning. You know, what, what is it? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm trying to make one. <laughs> yeah. So how is it that people can connect with you and be able to expand in their city or town what you're doing, uh, you know, or connect, you know, what is it that, that people need to do? Of course, they have to look for you on the Internet. but Correct. So if, you, if they go to veggievendor.com, and that's V-I-N-D-E-R, mm-hmm. they sign up, and as soon as they post their first item from their garden, then it opens up their community. So anyone looking in that zip code can see what other, other growers are growing or actually other neighbors, community members are growing, and buy directly from them. 
Oh, how about it? And so then yeah, they have you all as as a fee or kind of broker or that kind of thing, and then they post their pictures. Is that what happens to you then? Yeah, you can create an entire profile for your garden where you can show pictures of your garden, uh, growing methods, what kind of fertilizer you use, whether you use raised beds or or aquaponics or um, any other kind of growing method. You can mm-hmm. show them how, you know, the size of your garden. Uh, and it's free to sell the produce. Where there's a fee is on the consumer. So there is a mm-hmm. 20% fee on the consumer that's added to the total order, but it allows that's not bad. the growers. That's not bad at all. Uh, no, it ends up being maybe $0.80, cents, $1.20, something like that. But it allows the grower to be able to sell for free and actually make what they, or, you know, absorb the actual cost. You know, make that cost right. what it, to grow the food. So if you list yeah, we cherry tell. tomatoes for five dollars, you get five dollars. That's right. Isn't that the truth? And you get good cherry tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our average <laughs> you know, good tasting time is about thirty minutes. Yeah. Good tasting ones that are juicy and red and plump, that kind of thing. In the springtime, not springtime, uh, the uh, wintertime, uh, we notice that a lot of the tomatoes, you know, come from wherever, and they're pink inside, and they're hard, and they're not, they're tasteless, that kind of thing, or whatever. So they have right. access uh, to, you know, different parts of the nation and what they grow, because everyone's got a different growing season, for sure, for sure. And some of them are adding an extra season with these hoop houses uh, so they can extend their growing season now in the last two years. Um, it's, you know, somebody's growing something at some time or another, but then when a lot of the nation closes down uh, in the fall area or the fall, uh, there's always others that are now growing extended-wise or more, and people can have fresh items that way. So uh, basically you're doing the hydroponic, aquaponics, you're doing uh, the fresh uh, garden things. Um, so like if a, a particular garden wants to connect with you or a person connects with you, then that's all right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you're you're open to the idea. The variety. Yeah. The, and we, our main growers are just home gardeners. These are just... You know, everyday community members, your neighbors, it could be someone you don't know that's four blocks away that just happens to have a couple raised beds or something uh, Mm -hmm. and with a little bit of extra. And the incredible part is the variety you get. So it's not Mm -hmm. just a Roma tomato or a beefsteak tomato. We have a grower in Greeley, Colorado that grows lucid gem tomatoes that are about the size of a beef steak. They're purple and red on the outside. You cut them open, and they're yellow meat with a dark red center. They're some of those beautiful tomatoes I've ever seen. How interesting. How interesting. We see all this stuff in the catalogs, but wow. Yeah, and to be able to, to meet your grower, see who's the person growing your food, and know how it's being grown and where it's being grown, you know what you're putting into your body. That is interesting. Have you thought about, uh, I'm just asking, uh, have you thought about expanding to uh, like uh, certain stores or something to be able to offer it that way too? Or is it, you know, like, I don't mean like a big grocery store, but something that you need like a general store or something of that sort, so at least then they uh, can kind of uh, cross market with you, that kind of thing. Uh, or is it, how is it that you're letting other people know that, hey, we're out there, we want to be <laughs> doing business with you? <laughs> yeah, 
they just find us online. You can think of us kind of like an Airbnb for veggies. You're buying direct. There you are. From yeah, that's home good. Gardener. Say that again because if someone wants to uh, use that clipper as a soundbite, uh, I want them to use yeah. it. Now, what was that again? We're, we're like an Airbnb for veggies. We're so organic, we're causing a nutritional pandemic. There you are. <laughs> yeah. So healthy, we've cured penicillin. That's that's, That's right. What we're doing, with, <laughs> with delicious organic food. That's right. Now, what do you see yeah. across the nation, the different trends? Because I looked at your map. You've got a map uh, up on your website, and mm-hmm. uh, you have different areas where you're currently uh, you know, located. What is the difference that you're seeing between one part of the nation or the other? I mean, you're seeing, of course, those you know, different tomatoes that you've, you've seen there in Colorado. But uh, what are you seeing as far as uh, the food sustainability or uh, what the interest is? I mean, are you seeing any kind of remarkable differences? Or is it basically that, hey, we're interested in food, we want it kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. And recently there's just been this huge boom for local and organic, hyper-local produce. Uh, what I've yeah. noticed is in the upper regions of the United States, a lot where it's colder, there's uh, increased use of greenhouses and hoop houses, uh, unlike southern parts of the United States. Um, what's coming to my mind is California, where they don't really need them. You know, they're mm-hmm. hot pretty much all the time. So they've well, got the catalogs sold out. They have lemons. Yeah. Yeah, two years ago, catalogs sold out of hoop houses. That's how much it turned all of a sudden, and that's what we're seeing in the last few years is that when there's a trend or when there's a change in some of the food ideas or situations, all of a sudden it's inst- instant, and uh, it's just like a big rush of uh, change, and then it's pretty well sustained what they uh, will do. So I was just curious what you're seeing uh, across the nation, uh, you know, as far as some of the changes. But I see that there is more of a need for the food than anyone ever anticipated. That's what's con- that's good, but it's concerning, <laughs> as I don't think we're yeah. we're growing fast enough. No, we're not. And I think the way we can do that is by incorporating the backyard gardeners, because instead of creating, you know, more land for farms. We can just mm-hmm. use what we already have in our backyards, and that, these small plots, end up creating large amounts of land on a grand scale. Well, they're finding that with hydroponics. Other... Yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Well, they're finding that with hydroponics and aquaponics. Some of these farmers that are adding that to their farms, it costs less in money uh, for water. It costs less in uh, fertilizer. costs less in um, payroll, you know, that kind of thing or whatever. And they're finding that they can grow just as much or more in those small warehouses now with the aquaponics and hydroponics or smaller site areas, like vertical gardening, that too. Right. Right. You know, you don't need, you even have to use, you know, all that the land. It's just not just the ground. You can start using your fences. Mhm. Oh, that's a good idea. Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. yeah. I've seen that with the uh, the things on the side, uh, long pole, long poles, and then they put shelving in the middle of those. But the fences, a good, good idea. That's a darn good yeah. idea. So, Grow so how is it that uh, are you finding that in churches? Uh, contacting you too, or is it basically the home gardener that's doing uh, the contacts to you? What kind of person uh, actually does more of the contacting, uh, even though you are targeting uh, the home, you know, the home uh, grower or the person that has those uh, pots, container pots, you know, uh, on their um, balconies, that kind of thing? Well, who are you finding? 
Yeah, it's mainly just home gardeners, predominantly home gardeners and community gardens. Good. Good, good. We want them to start making some pocket change. I said you may not at the time be able to have enough plot area yet in your town uh, to make a career, uh, but you could <clears throat> you know, get some experience and also have some pocket change between jobs or just some pocket change uh, because a small farm stuff uh, can be where you can change your life or change your career where we try to push that with a lot of veterans that are coming back. Uh, because then they can go ahead and feed their families, and they also have a chance to make some money and have a, a business uh, started. So on on you all, uh, because now you're across ten states, um, basically is it word of mouth that you're finding out that people are hearing about you or, of course, doing these interviews every so often? What is helping you be able to expand? Yeah, it's word of mouth predominantly. Word of mouth, uh, mm -hmm. we've been mentioned in a few newspapers, and we've done a few of these interviews. Uh, but predominantly, it's word of mouth. Those are just using the service, and they're, they're posting their produce and getting sales. Mm -hmm. That's good. Very good. And what do you see for the future, then, for your company? How are you seeing it expand in this particular way? Or is it something where you're thinking, okay, I've already got 10 states, and I still want to get more in those states, where where you see you, yourself heading, or is it basically like the rest of us? We're just going with the flow. What's the change or what's the new trend? That's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I feel like I got to do that with this. Uh, but yes. I want to grow in each one of these states, but I also see us expanding across the nation as more people get to know about Vendor and, and get to use our process and start tasting this homegrown produce and reconnecting with their community members. I can see them spreading it to their friends and their family, and it would go you know, even more national than it is now. And in fact, I plan on hopefully taking this thing internationally within the next year or two. I've been called from oh, how people exciting. in uh, England, Canada, Australia, Argentina, all asking me if we're available to go you know, globally. And I said, not That's yet, because... but we will be. Canada, uh, with the American Community Gardening Association, has an office there in Canada. Uh, I wish I could tell you if it was Ontario or not, and I can't, but uh, they have an office there. And Britain, their whole nation, uh, does small farms and community gardens. So if you can get tied with those people, you've got it in like Flynn guy, because they've also got uh, Northern Ireland, uh, Wales, and uh, what was the other one? I oh, can't remember off the top of my head. But they are excellent. If you can tie into those people, it's like the city or federation of of uh, urban farms and community gardens, I think is what it's called. Uh, they're excellent. Now, Australia would be uh, the person, the group that would uh, follow along what's going on in the world. Um, I don't know much about them right at the moment. And then Argentina, that's interesting. They need it. That's interesting. So you could really expand uh, that with the people, uh, supposedly they say, uh, like San Diego, Miami, uh, one of the California place, or Texas, one of the two. There's four cities in our United States that is like half of the people are Spanish on uh, the Texas, uh, California area, and the other half is there in Florida area. So if you could expand with those people, my goodness, guy, oh, think of it. Think of the growth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what it would really be great is think about the, the strength of each community that this would mm -hmm. be able to, you know, enter and expand upon. They, each community would be becoming stronger and healthier, and, and the food system becomes transparent because they get to know who's growing their food, how it's being grown, and where. 
and it also becomes mm-hmm. more of an environmentally sustainable food system. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, because the nations uh, that they thought at the year 2030 that were going to collapse in food and those people were going to starve to death, they are the first nations, and most of them around the Asia area, they are the first nations to work on sustainability, which is very interesting. So they already knew they had a problem. So I'm hoping with this new agriculture secretary, uh, I thought Tim, uh, Tim, Tom Vilsack did a great job ahead of him. But uh, Sonny Purdue is a farmer, and uh, because they're putting together a task force to find out what ways they can expand, grow, or whatever, I think there's exciting times in the ag industry and also with community gardens, small farms, urban farms, the whole thing. And you know there's a big push now about urban farming that I bet you those people, if they know more about you, uh, they'll be able to expand seed stock. And I'm going to send your information over to those folks. Uh, They do articles on people, what's going and growing. And you might want to send some information to them too. And they're out of California. So um, to me, I think you're an exciting Uh, you're an exciting time and you're an exciting project that uh, if people know about you, they have a chance to make pocket change and get from here to there. And what's a better thing than working for yourself if you have to get some part-time money is well, you know, I was brought up around entrepreneurs all my life. So, (laughs) so I know about that part, but uh, what other kind of tidbits here that you you can give us here in the last couple of minutes and uh, explain, you know, again, how to find you, and then how they can sign up, and then, uh, of course, I uh, I saw the pictures on your website, beautiful pictures, and then how you all decided pricing, or you let them decide that, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, stuff. Sure. So growers actually get to decide the pricing that they want. They get to list it for whatever price they want, and they have an ability to deliver it to whomever is ordering it within the community member, in the community. And if they do choose to do that, they can a, uh, set a shipping fee of their choosing. So they get to set the price for the produce. They get to set the price for the shipping fee. Um, some local some trends I've been seeing is also these no-till gardens and permaculture gardens. So taking trying to get a lot less work with the weeding, you know, a lot less work wow. to produce high amounts of, of crops, high yields. That has been fascinating to watch. And you can yeah, find you're part on, of all uh, that stuff. Yeah, and it's been incredible. I go out and I personally see all the growers in the area. Wherever I can be, wherever I am, I try to visit every grower and see what kind of system they have. And I try to, and I roll my sleeves up, I get my hands in the dirt, and we go at it. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? <laughs> it should be. It's a community. That's right. That's right. That's what's so fun about it. Yeah, you're right there with them, and it doesn't matter where they come from in life, uh, what socioeconomic level they are. We see people of all ages, groups, uh, talk about diversity. Uh, That's what I like about community gardening. Uh, Riverboats, I did some uh, stuff with that uh, for for a few years when I was at a younger age. And uh, it's the same way with community gardens. Uh, You touch everyone's uh, life, different uh, backgrounds, and it's just it's just really cool. Well, we want to thank you so very much. It's my honor and pleasure to have Veggie Vendor in the house. What an excitement. And Sam Lilly, you are doing a great job. Keep with it, and you're going to go and grow. You really are. And we're just so delighted to have you here today, and I want to wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. And to all those out there, if you're a grower, 
find us on veggievendor.com. Sign up. It's free. And post your produce. Please open up your community and let's get some healthy, hyper-local produce in the hands of everyone. Thank you, sir. Well said. Well, thank you all for listening today. What an honor. Wasn't that wonderful? Thank you for being a part of this today with us. And this has been uh, Community Garden Revolution. We had Veggie Vendor in the house. That was Sam Lilly. And thank you so very much. My name is Mary Huckel, your show host. Have a great Community Garden Day. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And as soon as we package it up, we send it out to the different national media, and we're so glad and honored that we were part of this interview today. I appreciate that. Hey, Mary, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been incredible. <laughs> You're a delight. You are. <laughs> so good luck to you, and I hope some people pick this story up and uh, uh, give you some more shout-outs. It's my honor, hey, sir, you. my honor. Hey, take Thanks, care, Mary. guy. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, sir. You too. Bye-bye.